Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati Style is brought to you by Dugout Mugs. We got the hookup for you. Just go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft for 10% off your entire order. That's it. No need to use a code. Just use the link and 10% will be added directly on your order. That's dugoutmugs.online slash craft. Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati Style is also brought to you by More Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly the next morning, guaranteed. Just go to morelabs.com and use the code SPORTS at checkout for 20% off your non-subscription purchase. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati Style. I am Mike, sitting in guest co-host this week, good friend of the show, Mookie. Woo woo. What's up, buddy? How are you feeling? I'm oh, feeling great. Good, feeling man. Great. Good. Roll. <laughs> uh, over there behind the computer is Joe. Joe, how you doing, man? What to do, baby? Oh, I love it. That's the best way to kick off a show. It just, it just gets me ready to... It's, I'm all fired up when I hear that. Uh, this is Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati Style. Where the takes are just like the chili. If you're not from here, you're not going to like it. <laughs> I thought you were going to, you meant weak and runny, but that, that works too. <laughs> That's also true. That is very true as well. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a good show. Uh, Pete Rose back in the news this week, so we're going to talk about that joker. Uh, FC Cincinnati rolled out some new kits and uh, and made some roster moves, so we're going to get into that as well, uh, as well as some Bearcats and Musketeers updates uh, so looking forward to it for all of you that are watching on YouTube here. Be sure to hit subscribe, hit that button down below, uh, subscribe, ring the bell, make sure you're notified whenever we are uh, uploading new episodes. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends about the Cincinnati Style Show. It's a damn lot of fun. High is quality it, sports analysis. It's a damn lot of thing. That's that just came to my head and it sounded weird. A damn lot is a parcel of <laughs> land that is destined for hell. So yes. Uh, uh, before, Starting off hard hitting here, guys. <laughs> before we get into the show, for those of you that may have missed the uh, the regular craft root sports show this week. Uh, the elephant in the room is Scott is not with us tonight. Uh, we don't know when Scott is going to be back. He's dealing with some personal stuff. We wish him nothing but the best. Uh, we hope to have him back in the speakeasy sometime soon here. Uh, but in the meantime, we got you. We got you. We're going to keep this train rolling. Uh, and <laughs> the rap air horn is just perfectly timed. I was going to say there's never an inappropriate moment for a rap air horn. <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew is uh, hanging out. Drew is a uh, FC Cincinnati fan, despite your Columbus Crew shirt you're wearing. I am a right? donator to the cause. Is the way <laughs> season I like to ticket holder. It. Season ticket holder since the outset. Great time, fun event, trash team. <laughs> 
you know, so a lot of it fits right in with Cincinnati sports. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, even in the seasons when they were good in the USO, what did they do in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're also a, a Xavier fan, having been gone to Xavier. Yep. Uh, donated so, to them a lot, too. And, and mm-hmm. you also donated a lot to UC. Yeah. You are oh one God, of the. Man, I'm just shelling on cash all over this damn town. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, anything uh, to show for it. Uh, I think you do. I think you got this Emmy sitting next oh, to yeah, us to show right, for yeah. it. <laughs> Emmy Award winner Drew uh, <laughs> hanging out with us. Uh, so let's get right into the the topic that I'm always excited about to talk about, and that's Reds baseball. And this one belongs to the Reds. Are you going to need to Except get a new one week. of those for this next nah, season? We're going to leave that going. Yeah, let that one roll. I want to know what it's the new – what's the new ending line going to be? Or who's the new – do they have a new guy? Yeah, they have a new guy, and Sorry, I can't think person. of his name. Uh, it is a dude. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he did do quite a bit last year because Marty didn't really call a whole lot of games. He like I don't think he went on the road at all. Yeah, you know, I was wondering that when I was listening to all those Reds games. Yeah, that's true. I was curious. <laughs> all those Reds games all you listened Reds to? Games. How many did you listen to? I probably the last actually, one? I don't know. Admittedly, I probably listen to some just because they're on the radio when you're out driving around yeah, yeah, yeah. on a you know summer evening. Dude, is but... it, okay. So pitchers and catchers report next week, uh, and we won't and be doing we won't be doing Cincinnati style next week. But as we get into spring training, is there anything better than like turning on your car radio and hearing baseball? When it's like winter out, because it's just immediately you feel warm, right? Like it's like oh, it's almost summertime. I, you know, I actually I have to I have to agree with you on this one. I baseball is still a boring ass sport for old men. Um, but it's an OWG sport. It's for, an for, OWG yeah, yeah, sport. For real. Easily. Yeah, for real. yeah, but you're absolutely right. Like when you hear pitchers and catchers report, it's like okay, so like summer's right around the yeah, corner. It's here. Spring know? is here, baby. And almost. Especially when when in Cincinnati was 60 degrees <laughs> yesterday, and I heard pitchers and catchers was a week away. I was like, snap, we're there. You know what also does that? When Punxsutawney Phil says, "I'm staying out. I'm not going back in my hole." It's the same excitement level as pitchers and catchers. <laughs> That's fair. Where it's like, would oh, you, cool. Would you guys go to Gobbler's Knob? Hundred uh, percent, absolutely. I hear it's just a drunken party. Man. I was gonna say exactly like that. Talk about a unique life experience, right? Plus, it's well, not a tourist town, so that week it's probably ridiculously expensive. But like, if you go off season, I'm sure it's dirt cheap too. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I you could just... probably take the, the 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 hedgehog or whatever it is out of the thing yourself. You know what I'm saying, right? The hedgehog. Punxsutawney Sonic. Sonic the movie in theaters <laughs> near you, starting in three weeks or something. All right, let's talk. Let's talk another OWG, uh, and that's Pete Rose. Pete Rose back in the news this week because him and his lawyers have sent uh, a letter to Rob Manfred requesting his reinstatement. He cited the Astros scandal and the and the sign stealing as a way to be like, look. The punishment that you've given me doesn't equate to what you did to these guys. They tainted the sanctity of the game too, so I should be allowed back in the in into baseball. They didn't rape teenagers. That's my point. That's yeah. That's the yeah. They're. I mean, you come right. You come out of the gate strong, Drew. Uh, sure do. Uh, Pete Rose is trash. I hate him because the guy. Like that that thing aside, even which to me disqualifies you from any question. The thing with me is like he literally he bet on the game. He broke the one rule that all clubhouses have signs against. Like I know people who work in athletics, and those rules are so sacred that like they walk out of the room when I start to put, place my bets on uh, mybookie.com. Uh, use that promo <laughs> code. Mybookie.ag. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
promo code. But again, like, the, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, again, like PEDs to a certain extent have like an acceptance in the sporting game. But like gambling is like a huge no no. Like that is the one thing you know as an athlete from day one. You just don't do that. And then he denied it and threw shade at everyone. He basically Ryan Braund everyone. He did Ryan so Braun people. That yeah, guy yeah. can also suck it too. And I hope he never <laughs> makes it into the hall or anything like that. But I was gonna say as you're leading into this, I've actually changed my opinion just now. Let him back in the game just so he can sit on the ballot for the seven years, whatever, and fall off the single damn vote. Well, that's that may so, almost be a better punishment for him at this that's point. That's what I'm wondering because these the writers are all about making a statement when it comes to the PED guys and the steroid era guys, and they they refuse to vote for him. So I'd be interested. The rules are if you get less than five percent, you fall off the ballot. You so if Pete Rose is reinstated and then the writers collude to make sure he doesn't make it in and he falls off after the first year, that's almost. Like, that would feel worse if I'm Pete Rose. Yeah, like, he clearly isn't going away. So you got to stop trying to freeze the cold sore and just laser that shit out. I mean, I feel like every every single commissioner that's been around since Pete Rose was banned is just like, I can deal with this after he dies. Like, I, that's what they'll do is after he dies, they'll lift the ban and then they'll let him in. And, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I think that's Look, what they're going to uh, do. Yeah, yeah, still, fine, whatever. Go ahead, cheapen your sport. That really won't matter at all anymore. But is they really, will literally be on the Ocho is it, at that point. Is it cheapening the sport when there is already so much that has cheapened the sport to, like, like this is – this is a game that is riddled with scandals. Like baseball itself is riddled with scandals throughout its history. So I think there's a part of it that people are willing to forgive because it was done in the name of winning. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Like everyone did this stuff. The the Astros except for the did. Black Sox. That was done in the name of money. Hey, that's because at the time they were indentured <laughs> servants. They didn't have free agency. That's a good point. So, like, they were trying to just get paid. You know, just trying to feed their family. The owner's collusion wasn't in the name of winning. That was in the name of money. Yes. And saving it. And, and, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah, and that's fair. The Black Sox are a pretty good exception to that. But, uh, except yeah. those guys are all banned for life as well. Shoeless Joe Jackson well, so, yeah, should exactly. be in the So, Hall there you go. So, then, not, yeah, so. It, same standards, right? Like, well, and I feel like that's what Manfred's going to come back with is like, look, it, it's two different things. Like, yes, it we really is. We we only suspended Hinch uh, and, uh, and all those guys for a year. We only found him five million dollars, but it's a different level compared apples to apples. Shoeless Joe Jackson still banned for life, and we're not letting him in. Yeah, and 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 it it was degrading the integrity of the game, but they were still playing and trying to win the game. Pete was trying to profit off of it. It's like to me, they're just two completely different actions and intentions, and that's why it's never going to be different for Pete and the Black Sox. You're right. All right. No uh, shit, right? Who's what's the worst? <laughs> no shit, I'm sitting right? in Scott's seat. Of course, I'm right. <laughs> what's the worst scandal, Joe? What's the worst as a non-baseball fan? What's the worst scandal that you've seen in baseball? Like, let's let's rank these. Okay, so we've got the Black Sox throwing the World Series to the Reds. Which, by the way, every time I go to the stadium and I see that 1919 banner, I'm always like, should we like? Why are we still celebrating counts, that? Like, still counts. It, I guess it still counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Paterno <laughs> still won all those football games. That's true. But at least nobody threw it so that Joe Paterno could, could win it. Anyways, uh, Black Sox, uh, you got the owners colluding in the 80s, basically uh, making sure that players were making less money. They, uh, they man, we're not going to sign that guy. Nobody's going to sign that. We're going to give him a one-year deal. Everybody's only going to offer him a one-year deal. Come on, uh, Kaepernick. <laughs> you, have, uh, you have Pete Rose. You've got the Astros sign-stealing scandal. Uh, rank them for me, Joe, as a non-baseball fan. Well, I guess you got to go with ones that 
impacted the game. Oh, I forgot specifically. steroids. How crazy is that? That I during that whole thing, Would I you forgot let the man steroids. Finish? I'm sorry. Damn. I'm just. I, I apologize. He asked for the producer, and then he just runs over the producer. You know, typical host, right? You know? oh, a little jerk. Uh, so I would have to go. I with, mean, like seriously, I totally forgot. I know why Scott left your ass. Like, he ain't telling anyone the truth. <laughs> they broke up. <laughs> All right, sorry, Joe. For real, I would have to go Black Sox just because you know they completely Throwing just the, the worst. Yeah, yeah. Black That's Sox the worst. is the worst. Uh, owners collusion because basically everybody was just trying to lose, and then Pete Rose, then. Is where it gets tricky right here. Right. Then then it's got to go sign stealing because both the teams directly won championships and then mm-hmm. steroids is like the least. Because you still have to hit the baseball. You're just going to hit it a little further. I feel like steroids. And everyone was doing well, it. Well, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> I feel like steroids is just like everybody did it. So yeah. you had to take steroids to match the pitchers who were on steroids at that point. Like, uh, so I would agree steroids is the worst uh, or uh, least uh, impactful. Um, sign stealing is. Here's here's what I uh, I know the the Dowd report did come out and say Pete Rose never bet on the Reds to lose. So he didn't tank as the manager. He was betting on his team to win, which is why I feel some type of way for him getting a slight raw deal. I understand the the unwritten rule and you don't bet on baseball and blah blah blah, but it'd be different. It, all I'm saying is it would be different if he bet on the Reds to lose because then he has motivation to make different moves that would impact the outcome of the game. Whereas if he's betting on them to win, he's making the moves for the Reds to win. He's not throwing a game. I, yeah, I I mean, sure, if you really want to bend over that hard to believe him and whatever. But like it's honestly, not that's not him. That's the Dowd report. No, no, that's no, what the no, Dowd no, report shows. I, I mean I'm as far as integrity and it not being that bad. Like honestly it just sounds like, well he only beat his kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's a that's and and the other aspect of it too, analogy. though, is like, yeah, I know, right? I was like trying to come up with something decent, and that's that's all I could get. But the other part of it too is like, sure, maybe he didn't bet on his team to lose, but did he put players at risk? Did he jeopardize the season? Where maybe he throws that closer into a game because he's got money on them to win, where the team would be better served resting that guy for a later game in the series or something else like that too. Like, because again, at the same, like, ultimately, whether you bet on your team to win or lose, it's gonna have bearings on the way the things unfold dude back then them pitchers those clothes oh, yeah, all the yeah. time those, like we're talking those, about, they were horses back we're not then, talking yeah. about a time in the league where they were like oh we got it we we ran our closer oh, out he, there two he's days had his pitch count oh we he's, need to rest him we brought this closer out he's pitched two innings back-to-back days he's got to rest for at least three days ba- back then load management was literally where you were taking laxatives or uh whatever constipation medic- medication was that's what load management was back then <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think Pete gets reinstated. I think this is just him putting his name back out there because it's all about Pete. Like Pete doesn't care. Pete just wants to, he wants people talking about Pete and I fell into the trap and damn it, I'm mad at myself. Hey, at least you didn't spend any money to go see him at like an autograph sign or anything else because that's really his motivation. That really is. That's, it's all about that. And then he turns around and places it as a bet. Uh, the Reds Twitter exploded last night as well as the, the Mookie Betts trade uh, was, was leaking and things were coming out. Reds Twitter got really excited that they were involved in that and then it disappeared real quick. So, yep. uh, I mean, I'm fine with them not getting anything in that deal. Like they, after you sign, after the the previous moves that they've made, I don't think you need to worry about trying to 
rent a player like Mookie Betts, and you don't. I'd, yeah, because his upset. contract's up after this year, right? Right, and and I'd be afraid. I'd be. I would be upset to give away some of those young guys for a guy like Betts that you know you're not going to be able to resign well, unless the, you were that piece away. It, it's smart not to do anything. Well, and that. the and the uh, the Dodgers gave away was it four or five? Like they gave away a decent. Yeah, haul. the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers gave away quite a bit. I mean, they got price back in that deal as and well. And like, let's be realistic. Just discount whether Mookie wants to be here or not. The Reds would not be paying him four hundred million dollars. Right. Like, I heard that today on the radio this morning. That like that's what they're talking about Mookie getting next year, which is ridiculous money. That's um, insane. And I don't know why anyone would want to pay that much money to anyone to do anything, <laughs> but cool. Uh, so, yeah, it, it wouldn't have made sense at all. Like, it would have been really neat and it would have been fun, but at the same time, too, really, do you think it would move ticket sales or would the return yeah. at all be measurable or make any sense? Like, I don't see how that I makes think any it would sense. Move, I think it would move ticket sales, but it would be one of those things where he's moved by the trade deadline. That's what I was going to say. Like, is the, yeah, that's the only because, way it Because at that point, the Reds are like, oh, yeah, this didn't work out like we thought it would, and now we got to get rid of this dude. You mean it worked back. out exactly like they thought it would, <laughs> that they'd be able to hold him ransom to some team who has a title shot at the deadline <laughs> and leverage him for more? And get more prospects? Yeah. It's Puig! <laughs> basically, that would basically be what uh, that how, trade how, was. How, how'd, that, how'd that go again? Puig! Was, I love Puig. I, I know you do. I listen to the show a lot. I've heard. Rumor has it. They're talking about Puig in Boston now to replace Mookie. I mean, I just hope that guy stays in the league. He's hella entertaining. He's I will super say that. fun. I'll take him back at the red. I don't, know. I don't give a shit. All right, let's talk uh, some FC Cincinnati because we did have some news this week. Uh, there was a signing that happened that I, I don't remember what it yeah, was. He, it was one of those uh, that like, flew under the radar. Yeah, he has a, a first and last name. <laughs> He's um, a Moroccan player, I'm pretty right? sure he has two feet. <laughs> One of them might be left. Left. He might have a left foot. Um, yeah, I look. And again, I, I'm joking, but I'm also completely serious because I don't know who the hell any of these people are. Um, and, and you know, I'm a big soccer fan. I got all the transfers. I was going to say you are like. And and here and here's the telling thing. And again, I have I debate this with my other FC friends that are are fans for some reason. Um, when you sign a dude as a free agent in the January transfer window, that says a lot. And, and so essentially what that is, is this guy's basically been sitting on his couch and you could assign him at any point in time, but you chose to do it in the transfer window. And there, there's a lot more they could be doing or maybe even pretending to do. I just don't, I don't quite see the quality. What is the direction that this club is going? Because I feel like when you see the Reds and you see the moves that they're making, it kind of makes sense. Whereas with FC Cincinnati, it feels like they are just picking names out of a hat and it's like, yeah, this should work. So you've hung out with Jeff Birding a lot, I hear. (laughs) Cause that's absolutely what they've been doing. Um, they do finally have a GM, which is going to help a lot, but, uh, the coaching turnover has been an issue. Um, but they've got it. They've they've got people in the front office staffed up now that should be able to set some sort of direction. But I also think they're kind of taking the San Francisco 49ers approach to this, where they've got the GM, they've got the coach, and they've got some runway before they legitimately have to be good. Uh, this year, they're going to have a great season in terms of sales and fan turnout because it's the last one at Nippert. It's a great venue, awesome time for the family, all of that. Like again, FC games are still super entertaining to me. Because I love watching the other team beat the shit out of our guys. Like, you get to see some top-class soccer from the other team. And then the season after that, they'll be in their new stadium. So then you get that whole bump from the, the brand-new stadium that's right. been built in the West End and everything like that. So they'll have a solid turnout and support there. 
So realistically, they don't have to worry about winning until three years from now. And with two years to really build up a farm system, build up a philosophy and figure out what they want to be, then I think that's when we really start to worry about it. But now we just But that's what sucks is this down. is when you should be building up the philosophy like and setting the groundwork. And I feel like it's not happening. Well, like, yeah, they're just right. They're literally just like, yeah, this is a guy. Here's here's a dude. Uh, Joe right. pulled up for us. There there was a, uh, a transfer that they did sign. FC Cincinnati signed. Is that Jurgen Locadia? I don't. I messed that up. I'm sure. Yeah, but like here's here's the funniest part about it. Right, the uh, the headline reads: FC Cincinnati signed a player that a different club paid the most money to ever before. So like literally, this was the <laughs> biggest signing for a different squad that now FC has signed away from them. So, yeah, that's cool. That's good news. That's awesome. That's right? like saying someone at some point thought he was going to be really good <laughs> and now he's in Cincinnati. It's a it's a big deal I feel like for MLS because this is a, a transfer from Premier League which you don't see too often unless they're end of their career or uh, yeah, or yeah. garbage, right? Like it's yeah. it's you know, the guys that are on their way out are like, "Oh, okay, now I'll go to the MLS and dominate there and, for a yeah, while." Yeah, exactly, and still get paid for 10 years to right, play football. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and be really good because they're even on my downhill side here. I'm still crushing these homies. See, like that's why I always love playing in the over 30 leagues because it's exactly that. <laughs> um, I, they're figuring it out. And and again, the the coaching turnover situation last year was very unfortunate. Uh, it is basically a wasted year. But they have a philosophy, right, wrong, or indifferent. At least they have one, and they can start working to it. Um, I don't know why they insist playing a four four three like everyone else in the world and legitimately only five clubs have the talent for that, but I realize at this point all our viewers just turned off the stream because no one knows what that means. <laughs> so we can dive in more if we would like to, but I'll defer to you guys since you know our 12 fans better than I do. That's why he's the man. That's, That's right. why Joe's the man right, right over there. Uh, all right, yeah, let's talk a little. You see football and hoops. You see football in the news mm. this week because uh, Mark D'Antonio steps down at Michigan State, and immediately yes. Luke Fickle's name is tied to that job. Uh, people are saying he's going to be the one that replaces. They base and uh, you know, for uh, obviously UC fans remember, but if you don't, D'Antonio went from UC to Michigan State, so this would be Michigan State uh, rating. Cincinnati once again to get a coach. Do you think Fickle ends up as a Sparty? How much could we pay them to take Brian Kelly? Oh wait, sorry, them. wrong show. I would love for them to no. We can get right? we can get a little Irish on this <laughs> one. Uh, right, that's great. still there's still UC ties to that one. That's fine. Absolutely, we're still right? we're still in the Cincinnati style. On yeah, because then they have to kind of like stop hating on Brian because like oh he 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 kept Luke here. Um, I, I <laughs> oh man. I didn't even think about right? that. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Brian would finally be off the hook. He would be off the hook. And the Notre point. Dame can and take the Notre Luke. Dame fans are okay. Oh yeah, and then they hire Luke away. And, oh man, you see where I'm going now, I right? Do like this? I would like Adam Sandler as the coach of uh, the Fighting Irish. That'd yes, be pretty sir. Solid. You don't think he looks like Adam Sandler? You don't think look okay? All right, good. You you gave me a look like. What was, are you well, I thought about? you meant actually Adam Sandler, and I was like, huh? No, Luke <laughs> Fickle looks like Adam Sandler. I would support that hire as well, though. Who is? Uh, Luke Fickle also looks like ah, there. He looks a little bit like Judge Alex, uh, the the daytime judge uh, show. Do you guys know that one? You guys don't know Judge Alex? Mike does have a job. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> He's like Adam Sandler. He looks like Judge Alex. He looks a little bit like uh, Rob Riggle. There's like a little yes, bit of Rob absolutely. Riggle. Yeah, in, there's in there's there some Rob well. Riggle. 
Uh, go ahead and search Judge Judge Alex on that one, Joe, and and see if I'm. And if you guys listen, is that like a local twelve show? But eh, I feel like it might be Channel Nine. Uh, no, just search Judge Alex and look what he looks like. Just trust me on this one, Joe. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, see what oh, I'm saying? Wow. Right? Oh, wow. okay. All right. Oh my God, that is him. No, that's that's Luke Fickle. Thank you. You guys are acting like I'm an idiot. No, no. I know what I'm talking about. Luke Fickle looks like Adam Sandler, Judge Alex, and Rob Riggle. So, so even college football <laughs> coaches get some time off. So he probably films the entire season of Judge Alex in like an afternoon, and they just roll it yeah, all year long. Yeah, you got plenty of time. That yeah. makes complete sense. They're only half hour And you got to subsidize that UC salary somehow, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Have a backup plan if things go south in the, in the AAC. But Luke is not leaving, right? I don't think he takes this job. No, so I know actually, we had we had talked about before. Is Luke Fickle leaving? This isn't the job he goes to, right? Well, there's nobody really out there saying this is a no brainer that Luke Fickle has to go there, right? Nobody's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, perfect opportunity for Luke. He should, he should, he has to take it. Nobody's saying that. Yeah, we're. Would you say Luke Fickle is in a better position at UC, basically dominating the AAC at this point, or going to Sparty, where you are now basically going to lose to Ohio State every year? Um, and possibly getting a bunch of suspensions. Right. With, yeah. I, all of that aside, I honestly think he's in a better spot staying at UC and buying his time. Because if you go to if you go to state, you're not going to get really considered for the, like any of the SEC no, jobs it. open up next you're, year, right? You're like you're there for three to right, five years or something. Least. Yeah, you're there until state fires you, right? Basically. And so I feel like he's better off staying at UC for a year or two until I don't know South Carolina comes calling or like a decent school and a better conference. It'll be when Ohio he'll leave when Ohio State opens up. That'll but is be... but is Ohio State going to open up for a while? Like Ryan Day just took that job and did well. I mean, he we'll got see. Him. I mean, I think Give that'll it, be it'll a... be three years. It'll be three years. I feel like if he was going to get fired, I feel like if Fickle was going to go to Ohio State, it would have been after Urban left. That would have been the the time for him to move. So I don't think Ohio State's the the move for him at this point. But I, I could see it's got to be a big name program, and I don't think Michigan State is that big name program for him to go to. So I think I would say well, if you're it, a UC, if it, you're a UC fan, I'd say you're fine. If Relax. it wasn't right now this year, I could see him going to state and doing well. I'm just I think he can do better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and absolutely. I think he thinks that yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think and to the point, there's suspensions hanging over there over MSU's head. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a reason why D'Antonio left the day before National Signing Day, and it's not that can't be good. So I think he was just finally tired of Flint not having water. And that's what it was. He's just like, you know what, guys? Enough is enough. I'm going to make a point. I'm going to take a stand. <laughs> and that's and that's what it was. <laughs> Let's talk some UC hoops. UC is on a four Yo, game. Yo, that dude did bite someone. <laughs> Sorry. Joe, scroll back up real quick. So The uh, Houston guard. Uh, dude from Houston was ejected for biting. And the coach admitted he bit somebody. Dude, what? I saw that live, too, and I was giving the kid the benefit of the doubt. I was like, ah, it looked like he just kind of fell. His mouth is open and, like, hit that guy's leg. I, I, who bites people? That's way worse than anything uh, that kid from Duke was doing tripping people. like this. Yeah, is- but Grace Allen sucks, so, like, who cares? <laughs> what I really want to know is why didn't we punish the guy appropriately instead of ejecting him, let the guy he bit bite him back? Right? Like, that's how you deal with toddlers doing it, right? So just, like, bite him back. Yeah, exactly. Like, why are we reinventing the wheel here and going to video review? Just like, all right, well, you did that, so now turn around. He's going to bite you back. Cool. We're all good. Play ball. 
Well, it's a big win for UC over uh, over Houston. There, uh, they they take that W. That's four in a row now. Well, and and, and again, as it, as it shows here on this quality uh, ESPN.com article, uh, <laughs> the Bearcats were down fifteen. So again, I was watching that game, and in the second half, they they looked like garbage actually. Like so, they came out hot in the first half, and like things were tight. But then they got down big, and they did something I have not seen a UC team do in forever. They didn't fold, and they actually fought back and won a game. That's impressive. Yeah. So uh, where where are you at, all those little, like, gnome lovers now? What's his name out in UCLA now? I already forgot. Yeah, Mick. How do you forget Mick? He's Come very, on, man, dude. He's very forgettable. I mean, yeah, but I how do you hate re- him how do you so remember? Much? How do you remember someone who never wins a game? Because he remember tried that to one fight time J. that Mick did that. Thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he didn't fight him. That's the thing. He was afraid to fight JP Makura. He was he was I looking for like his get back coach was, the whole time. Was like, that was one of those where he like grabs the arm. He's like, hold me back, hold me right. back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but UC hoops cruising along. They're in great shape in the AAC right now. Ranked, uh, they're in third place in the the conference right now, ahead of Memphis. They're only a half a game back from uh, Tulsa, who's in the lead, which is uh, shocking. It's college crazy. basketball this year is upside down, dude. Man. It is bananas, and I, you know, I know we talked about it. We talked about it last week when. Uh, Matt Stanton had corrected the show and said that AAC was going to get three bids. I, I mean, I don't know how they don't at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, who, who else are you going to give those bid, bids to? The Vermont Catamounts? <laughs> oh, Joe, just he pulled up all the standings. Okay, uh, Dayton's number six in the country. God, are we are we shifting gears to the other squad? Because I was going to save that as the lead. Let's in, talk but... some. Yeah, let's talk some XU hoops. Uh, let's let's go to uh, to our boys who have earned. A sound effect intro. Oh, that's good. That's hot. That's good. That's hot. Xavier, that's some fire right there. Since the last show, uh, goes to Seton Hall, destroys number ten Seton Hall at their place. It ended up being closer than it should have been. Yeah, but they jumped say. out to like a twenty-four to two lead to start the game. Like it was. Oh yeah, unreal to start that game. Uh, and then. Last night, as we were recording this, uh, they played DePaul, which, you know, it's DePaul. But same thing, jumped out. But still, that'd be so typical Xavier to go and win that game at Seton Hall and then drop the DePaul game. Both of those games were huge wins. Uh, They they flipped the script. They were on a losing streak. They're now on a two-game winning streak. All the kills uh, coming for Xavier. But (laughs) Tyreek Jones is a freak, man. Uh, The DePaul game was his... uh, I think it was his fifteenth double double this season. Like he's How tied he so for... bad then. That's what How I don't so understand. Bad? We got a I dude who's just it. he's just churning out double doubles, and we still can't even get to five hundred in our conference. Like, it's because I just don't it's get be- it. and if you watch both of those games, it's because Xavier in that Seton Hall game, Xavier was like nine for twenty from free throws. Uh, they also were horrendous from behind the arc. Their shooting percentage was garbage. But the only reason why they won that game is because Seton Hall had zero second chance points. Oh, yeah. that's It was all yeah. rebounding that saved them. Any other time, uh, I think there was 18 turnovers. Xavier had 18 turnovers as well. If you have that type of a game, it's a guaranteed loss. You go should be. 9 from 20 from the free throw line and 18 turnovers, you lost the game. No, no. You go 9 for 20 or... 
Or, do 18 turnovers more, like yeah. that's a loss, but they did both and still won. Yeah, which I, on I, the road. Yeah, I, at, when Seton Hall was 10 at the time too, which still doesn't make sense. Those 11 a.m. You know, tips whatever. are weird, man. Yeah, what the hell was up with that? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Fox, Fox is tripping. With <laughs> oh, those 11 there it is. Tips. That explains it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, and the thing that drives me nuts about it is that you know Xavier's mantra as a program over the last decade and a half has been disciplined fundamental basketball. You hit your free throws, you don't do dumb stuff and turn the ball over, and this team just doesn't seem to have any time for that. But I feel like And they're not talented. I feel like, like towards the end of Max tenure, there was also problems with free throws. Oh, absolutely. Like this was absolutely. This isn't a new problem at Xavier. And the, they were talking. The announcers were talking during the Seton Hall game. They were like, "Oh, the Xavier players shoot a hundred free throws a day." I'm like, "What the? Well, I ain't hell doing are they shit doing? for him. Saying he's shoot, shoot two hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's not the working. Heck? They're terrible uh, at the at the line. It's very frustrating to watch. Uh, it's a team that just doesn't take care of the ball. They let both of those teams back in it. See, Seton Hall and DePaul. Oh yeah. The DePaul game should have been a blowout, but I think they ended up winning by like ten or something like that. Like they, it was clo- at one point it was single digits towards the end of the game, and I, I even had texted you on like, what the hell is happening right now? I saw that and I was like, oh right, I know. I'm very frustrated with this game. I've been watching closely as well. <laughs> Honestly, I, I turned the Seton Hall game off because I, well, we were sitting there watching it, and <laughs> I don't know why, but I was doing my taxes at the time, and I was like, you know what, this sucks. This oh, team's terrible. I'm turning it off. They were so bad, I chose to just focus on doing my taxes. <laughs> In a game that they were winning, in a game like the, they were they winning were like on the road yeah. in the conference against the tenth rate team, I decided to do my taxes because I couldn't watch that garbage. <laughs> so if if this this squad Joker somehow misses the tournament this year, when do we start talking about Travis Steele on the legitimate? I mean, hot he's seat? he's warm right now. It's warm right now. Here's an interesting stat that that I saw during the DePaul game as well. So Xavier is now fifteen and eight after that win at DePaul. Uh, they are. 15 and 0 when leading at halftime and 0 and 8 when trailing at halftime. See, so that's really easy. They just have to play 20 minutes of good basketball in the first half and then the game's and over. And then just coast. But that's right. exactly what they did in those two games. They played 20 minutes of great basketball. It was like, man, this is the team we were supposed to see. And then it was 20 minutes of, dear God, I hope they hold on to this lead. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Thank God they did. Uh, when was the last time they had someone to get hit a three? Was because they're. I honestly think Brad Redford may have been the last kid that could actually shoot. Two Holloway could sometimes. I mean, JP. JP could hit three. JP would hit big-time threes, though. JP's JP's not hitting a three on January 4th in in Chicago against DePaul. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's to win that game, he ain't hitting that three. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Joe pulling up the stats for us. Eight for 25 from behind the arc against DePaul. Uh, just god awful, but at least the free throw percentage was better. Seventeen for twenty four from beyond the the free throw line. <laughs> what I what I what I really would like to see is the shoe budget from this year. Because if I was Travis, I'd have those boys running all the damn time. Because if you keep shooting those kind of percentages from the from the stripe, like well, we're doing gassers tonight. Don't don't go get your stuff. Don't shower. We ain't done here. They are. For the season, they are 151 for 490 from three point. That's, oh my God. My Xavier math tells me that's bad. Less than 30. 30.8%. What? No. For real? That's better than I had even expected. 
151 for some other number. <laughs> but here's the, here's the shitty thing on this stat page right here that Joe pulled up. 65% from the free throw line. Yeah, see, you can't do that. You no, can't you have can't. that kind Those of thing are, and win it. When... You have to hit your free throws, man. They have one guy over 80%. That's awful. Yeah, the dude that plays 17 minutes and gets three points. <laughs> what's his, Bryce many, Moore, where are you at? How many free throws does Bryce hit? What's, what's, his, uh, what's the line Bri- there? Oh, there he he's is. He's nine for 11. He's taking 11 free throws. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I love stat manipulation. It, it, all right, so Joe was asking before we came on air, uh, which one do we think happens? Both UC and Xavier make the tournament. Both UC and Xavier miss the tournament. UC makes it, Xavier doesn't. Xavier makes it, UC doesn't. What do you think? I'm thinking UC's making it. I think UC's in too. I, I think... <sighs> I feel like there's like maybe a 25% chance Xavier gets in. Maybe. Like, what, we got five games left. I think they'd have to win four out of five. They'd have to win three games in the Big East, and even then I think they're on the bubble. And that honestly also feels like a lot for this squad. Oh, there's all right. There's more than five games left. They've got some decent eight games. Eight and, games. And two of so those. five out of eight. I think they have to go f- f- oh, maybe even six. Two of those are against Butler. One's against Villanova. So those are quad one possibilities. They got to beat Nova because that game's at home. You got to beat Nova. Gotta you got to you got to split with Butler at least uh-huh. to to get another quad one win. And then you got to you got to win every other game because I see Providence, I see St. Joe's, I see DePaul, Georgetown. Like you got to win those games. I think it's possible, man. They could sneak in. They're not going to do well in the tournament, but I think they could sneak in there. Yeah, you know, it's also possible you'll die of the coronavirus too. I mean, sure, great. I. <laughs> I'll believe when I see it. Like <laughs> I got no faith in the squad whatsoever. Before the Seton Hall game, they were listed as one of the first four out. So I'm sure their stock has improved a little bit after that win, uh, and then again after the win against DePaul. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see uh, how this all shapes out for uh, for Xavier. Uh, where, how are we doing on time here, Joe? Do we got we got a little we got some time, uh, Drew? Since you are sitting in that seat, uh, I would Ooh. like for you. To please do that hockey. Do that hockey, though. It's not good. It needs the song. It needs all the song. That's the problem. It needs the song, like more of the song. I know there's YouTube copyright possibilities that we could hit there, but I'm damn, wa- it's good. I was gonna say I'm willing to go down for that. Um, let's see here. So the Wings play the the Sabers tonight, so that should be entertaining. <laughs> um, oh, that's tomorrow. My bad. Yeah, they're still in the depths of the rebuild phase. I mean, that team is more. Oh, oh, this that's <laughs> do the hockey we care do the about. Hockey Drew. we care about. Do the hockey we care about. Moving on, because <laughs> y'all don't care about any hockey. Uh, <laughs> no, I do care about some cyclones. I know you care about them cyclones. Uh, cyclones actually have some cool stuff coming up. They got military appreciation night this weekend, so that'd be the seventh. What is that? A Saturday, Friday. It's the uh, day this show releases. Woo-woo. Go tonight. Doors open at 6.30. Puck drops at 7.30. Military Appreciation Night. It's a 5-1-3 night, so that's $5 craft beers, $1 sodas, and $3 cheeseburgers. What a great promotion. We talked about this before. It's fantastic. The fact that you go cheeseburgers instead of hot dogs, yes. oh, so good. And it's, it's cheeseburger. It's not hamburger either. Right. You get the cheese on there for 3 bucks. Yeah, I'm in. And I've been told that those cheeseburgers keep really well, so when you wake up at 1.30... And they just happen to be there. 
It's a good way to avoid a hangover. But you know what the best way is to avoid a hangover? What's that? Get that to morelabs.com. Get that win recovery. Use the code sports. Get 20% off your entire order. There you go. Responsibly. <laughs> yes, when you were going to that, I thought you were going to hit the sellout drop. But you, you much, kept much me on my toes, and it was good. It was, yeah, it was good. Um, but then more more importantly and more excitingly, in my opinion at least, is the weekend of the 14th and the 15th. We got Nickelodeon <laughs> weekend, which, you know, <laughs> look, if you really hate your spouse, make them take your kids to the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants game. Um, Dude. But what? Yeah, I can only imagine how annoying that game's going to be. Are those those are those those noisemaker things? They got those whackers. Is that what that is, Joe? Oh, the inflatable whacker. The inflatable whackers. They look like SpongeBob. There's yeah. So, like I said, if if you hate your spouse, make them take the kids to that game. They're socks. Those are socks. SpongeBob socks. SpongeBob cyclone SpongeBob socks. Cyclone socks. Are they wearing SpongeBob uniforms? Like I feel like the the jerseys could be SpongeBob and like the pants oh, are just fantastic. brown. Uh, that'd be pretty solid. They they well they might not though because the the day after that they have TMNT. That's right. That's gonna be a good one. Now it is it is and this is where we need to really dive into this in depth hockey analysis. Is it's the Nickelodeon TMNT, mm. so the more modern cartoon version of the Turtles. I've never watched it. Actually, yeah, it's CGI. Yeah, it's. Uh... But you get their cool eye bands. Oh, I'm back on board. Yep. All right, I'm on board. I'm but on board see with this. now, but I have a problem with this though because they're all just red. Well, Shouldn't but... you get one of each color for all the different turtles? What you don't like, Raphael? What you got against Raphael? Well, I mean, just why do we have to just limit it to Raphael? Because it's Cyclones colors, bro. What if we're Michelangelo fans? Yeah. I mean, you can eat pizza no matter which turtle you're rocking. So you eat some Mm -hmm. pizza wearing your Raphael. Actually, wait a minute. Do they have a pizza deal that night? Because I feel like if not, that's a big mess. If they don't have a... The night before is a 513 night as well. So maybe not. Mm, they got they got to make up that that margin or whatever. Miss the boat <laughs> that needed to be a yeah, pizza for deal. sure. Right? Like get La Rosa's on board with that. You can get a slice of pizza mm-hmm. plus. You wear that and then you tweet the picture with the oh. hashtag TMNT. Wait Cyclones. a minute, it's a three game weekend. Yeah, this is the one. Uh, oh I, Jesus I might Christ, be taking Paw the kids Patrol. to. Uh, the, so fun story about. Uh, oh, you just Paw want Patrol. that bobblehead? I do want the the Marshall <laughs> bobblehead absolutely, uh, but. That was the first hockey game I ever took my son to was Paw Patrol Day at Cyclones, and he loves hockey because of that. Nice. Loves it. He's a huge fan. We sat right on the glass. I let him bang on the glass, and he thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Also, Paw Patrol. You let him? As in you would have prevented that child from embracing that joy that is banging on the glass at a hockey game? I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where then he thinks he can bang on the glass in the car and bang, and I'm like, this is only here. This is just a hockey thing. Just do it here. Um, uh, But, yeah, uh, Paw Patrol is a good good time. You get to take pictures with with some of the Paw Patrol Uh, characters. Yeah, I remember that. We, uh, We actually went to the Disney Princesses game. Not for that specifically. Sure. Just happened to be there. No way. We had a we had a legitimate reason. One of my buddy's cousins was actually on the Indy Indianapolis Fuel. Nice. So we got some really great seats right behind the Good bench. Team name. Good minor league hockey team name. So so Indianapolis r- Fuel. Yeah. Riddle good. me this. What team in Indiana is not named after something? Dude, they're all. Uh, well, I mean, I guess the Hoosiers, right? That's Indiana, not Indianapolis. Oh, you're talking strictly. Yeah. Sorry, I should have okay. been specific. Butler. They don't count. <laughs> I mean, that's a team in Indianapolis. <laughs> God, you and your answers. The Colts. The Colts. <laughs> yeah, but didn't they start off in Baltimore? It's still still the Colts. <laughs> still counts. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Pacers. Indianapolis Indians. Mm, there you go, mm, the Indians. That's Are they a Pirates though. minor league team? Is that a Pirates minor league team? That would be awkward. I think it's the Pirates minor league team. 
Also, the Pacers are not a pace car related situation. Mm, good point. Yeah. Okay. No, I, yeah, that makes I just didn't know if there was yeah, something yeah. else no, I wasn't I, aware of. I, I don't mean, know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Triple Pirates. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Thank you. Baseball. Man, I just got those Google skills. Dude, this is the best part of the show. Joe just really fires up the Google machine yeah. and like anything as I'm like, I just, I'm like, I just need to vamp for like five seconds and boom, Joe's got what I'm Answers. looking for. <laughs> Drink responsibly. <laughs> good. Uh, good. <laughs> I was so anyways. Hoping, I was hoping we were going to get a Zach Taylor drop in there. This oh week. yeah. Zach Taylor. Oh. Uh, so the Cyclones are actually having a really good season. They are 29, 12 and six. Mike, what does that six stand for? Uh, that six is, uh, uh it's uh, overtime losses. There you go. Yeah. Yep. yeah. There you I, go. Was, yep. I was like, wait, yep. which one did I think it was before? Cause I was wrong. Nope. Perfect. Yeah. You did on. So yeah, so they're they're top of their division and they've got a ten point lead there. Uh, they're ten points back of the. I, I know what I see here. It's the same difference, which is a phrase I hate. But um, <laughs> so they're ten points back of the top of the the overall league. But uh, I think if you stack it up, they're third in the entire ECHL. So having a pretty strong season. Um, Drew, who's the goalie? He's that Swedish guy, right? Can you pronounce his name? Or can you give me his name? Because I probably could if I could read it. Matt Thomas. <laughs> oh, not the head coach. Michael Hauser. James no. Phillips. What happened? Joe, he probably, what happened? He probably got called up realistically oh, if they've been playing this well. Oh, man. Dude, if he got called up, what are we doing here? What are we even doing? I don't know. That's... <laughs> All right. Here's the name. Uka Pekka Lukanen. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Uka Pekka Lukanen. That's pretty solid. <laughs> I, can, I, I watch a lot of hockey. Like you, you just can, gotta like. You can continue to do that hockey yeah. on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love how the, the the thing that Joe first searched Google was. Did you mean Luongo goalie? <laughs> no, Google, do better. Some, Joe just threw some L's and U's into Google and was like, eh, "Is this gonna give me what I want?" Uh, so I, I don't know how high quality content this is, but actually that reminded me, I have a pretty funny hockey story. So I've got a fantasy hockey league that I play with some buddies and there's this website where you can pay celebrities to record messages. Cameo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cameo. Yeah. Yeah. We almost did it for the Mia Khalifa gag oh, God, on the show. I, I thought about doing it and Joe talked me out of it. Well, it's only like five bucks, but anyways, well, this was 150. For oh, Mia okay. Khalifa. Yeah. So that was a, that was a good call, Joe. Um, <laughs> So, so my last season, my buddy beat me in the hockey playoffs, and he actually played. Oh, he's not getting played off. That's appropriate. <laughs> hurry, hurry with the story. Marcus Foligno told me I sucked and I shouldn't have cut him. Nice. <laughs> this has been a fantastic Cincinnati style, Drew. Thank you for uh, for hanging Cheers, out mate. with Thanks us. Thanks for having uh, guys. Appreciate Joe, you doing appreciate that the hockey. Help. Uh, if you guys like this show, even if you don't like the show, tell your friends about it, all your Cincinnati fans, and be sure to hit us up, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast. We're on Podbean, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. We're all over the place, so subscribe, rate, and review. Be sure to connect with the show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Sports. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that bell below. Make sure you're notified of all of our new uploads. Connect with us on Facebook. We do the show every Wednesday night, Facebook Live. This has been Craft Brew Sports Cincinnati style. Cheers, everybody. Peace. Goodbye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.